0: Kwaku, and who are you? I'm Optu, and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope shit, yes, sir. You know it, you know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, it's funny. I had a friend reach out to me the other day. My buddy Bo, who's just like, I've been missing the dope shit, and ah. and then all of a sudden, you guys come back with a vengeance, yeah. and I'm like, I'm sorry. We never should have left you. And yes, so- <laughs> yes, we've left them out <laughs> hanging,
1: you know, with our lives and stuff. Right, right.
0: We always come back, and it always feels good it does yeah, it does yeah. so we were supposed to have someone else today you and i were going back and forth trying to figure out who we could get cuz we're trying right. to front load a couple of these and we had some cancellations and then i came to with the last minute person for us mhm this is a surprise guest although it's someone that you've met before so it won't be a surprise right um but i think you're going to enjoy it i know good dude Person,
1: Continue. um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, they can read, so they already know the name. They already yeah, know, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, do you want to just go? Yeah, see let's it, do it. <laughs> Screw it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, peace. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, that's that's dope. What's up, dude? I,
2: you, you were you were so
1: convincing. I thought it was stick. Actually, I know. <laughs> no, it's really weird. It's really weird. Like I, I was just texting him about Beatles and stuff like that. And like, I hear your voice and it's like an earworm. I'm like, oh, that's that's my dude, Dave Matthews. But nope. That, that's yo, funny. what's
0: up, dude?
1: Hey, man. Not much, man.
2: Just uh, shit. You know, somewhere in the middle of the country right now. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, man. Oh, that's so cool. Dude, yeah. like you, you've heard me screaming from the crowd like a like a girl for you like a million times. So it's it's cool. <laughs> I, I have that on tape, dude. I have it on uh, because I was recording you guys I, when I saw you. Where were you guys at Hammerstein? And um, okay, was
0: it Hammerstein or oh, no? Was it uh no? Uh,
1: no stump no, some at, uh, or something.
0: Like right?
2: way back at, like it was at the uh, Gramercy, I think. Right? It's Gramercy, Gramercy. That's what it was. okay, yeah, yeah, but,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, you, they gave you a solo, and I, 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 I you can hear me screaming <laughs> in mid-range, like. <laughs> I'm like, yo, calm down. I mean, the dude can that's, the dude can blow, but like, damn. I was like, that's, that's my dude. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh man. What's so normally,
0: show? yeah, normally we get to do the guessing thing, but yeah. uh, because because uh, because our guest, you know, couldn't. It was like, Joe. Is we've been trying to get Joe to do this show huh. for. Like three since we've been doing this yeah, show, Yeah, man. Yeah, from we've kind been, of from
2: the beginning, I think, right? Yeah. From
0: the beginning, yeah. <laughs> so I've been I've been trying to get Joe to do this show, Dude. and yeah, and we, you know, we had we had people to reschedule, and I was like, I'm just going to ask him, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. see what happens. And the stars aligned, and Dope. like this, <laughs> you know. So, so there's no video. Normally, we can all see each other. For yeah, those of you who are listening, but um, we should probably back up and do the whole intro thing. Sure.
1: Fucking it <laughs> up yeah yeah
0: <laughs> you
1: got to. like the man can bang bro like oh my god Woo. his own stuff so and then you're 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 you're, you're, you're channeling john bonham i'm
0: like holy <laughs> this cat can play oh, thanks man we, we are we're gonna get into it yeah, yeah. Uh, so before we get into mm-hmm. it you who's on skype whose face i can see who are you i'm otto and who are you I am Kwaku and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope. Shit. Word up. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> so we, you know, we we've been doing a, a like like a, I guess a lot of Otto's guests because I felt like I had a bunch in a row, but we we were able to squeeze this person in um when yep. we are ecstatic uh, uh this is uh this is at this point what are we going on like 15 years? Joe?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. More.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Ex- I want to say it's hmm. like 17, 16, 17. Which is. Yeah. Which Something is crazy. Like
0: yeah. Which is insane. Um, but yep. to introduce you to the audience, this is the amazing drummer, <laughs> producer, musician, Joe Majestro, also known to a lot of people as Prophet Omega. Uh, and, yeah man uh, and yeah. one of my closest friends and and as yep. far as i'm concerned a musical genius he will he won't accept <laughs> no he no won't no accept no that. he won't this, accept that no i will not everybody's <laughs> listening
1: this this cat is like a mad scientist like uh, crazy type shit like he i, I mean brilliant man I've yeah, seen I him play do. a couple of times and like, oh my god. So oh, I'm uh, this is a this is a great way to spend my Labor Day week. Oh, shout out to Kwaku, it's his birthday today, so I just wanna uh, see that oh. too. Oh. I
0: yeah, what, what a we friend got, to, I am. Yeah, yeah you know, that's right. Happy birthday, man! Yeah, thanks, it, guys. Thank Joe, you, Joe. It's not wow. your fault. You know
1: how Kwaku is. He's got to be all incognito about stuff. So, like, know. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's gonna erase this part that I just announced his birthday. You know
0: exactly. Yeah, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. Oh wow! Oh, all right. Man. So, um, I will. I'm I'm gonna set the stage a hmm. little bit. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about how I met Joe, but I really want, because as uh, Joe, in, when, in talking about this, the first time I pro- approached Joe about this, I'm like, Joe, we're doing this thing. Yeah. It's a podcast. You'd be amazing for it. Just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say <laughs> on this thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No one <laughs> and it's the exact yeah. opposite because Joe is such a wealth of music experience and knowledge and not just music. I mean, I, you know, I often use him as an example when people are like, oh, well, if you're really smart, you've gone to this school or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, the smartest person I know, I don't even think went mm-hmm. to college <laughs> and is the person that, that will bring up, whether it be something about politics mm-hmm. or about art or something even unrelated to music where I'll go right. home and research something. Right. But I don't know that actually, that's <laughs> you know, I use that fact right. from now on, Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, so, I, yeah. Joe, you and I met, I'm thinking it was like 2000, it was like, it was it, it was, maybe? was it post 9-11? It was post 9-11, right? It, it was pretty close to it. I think it
2: was. Yeah. I think it was just post, maybe early 2002, I'm thinking. Yes. Mid, something like that,
0: yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. Joe and I had a mutual friend, this guy, Matt Strickler, who was like, uh, if you were in New York City around that time or era, you knew matt because he was this dude who was just i i don't even know how to describe it matt was one of, he was a mover and shaker he's like one of those guys who was always a guy or two away from someone who was doing something amazing and great was, dude it was great dude mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. an amazing connector yep and and so matt worked at uh what studio did matt work at the one rpm on, on, oh, rpm that's right on 12th street yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, like course, you know, okay. Lenny Kravitz, the Foo Fighters, uh, Beastie Boys, like that that yeah. place. Mm. You know, yeah. The place has been around forever. You know. Yeah. Um. So Matt and Joe were friends, and I remember I would just go by that mm. studio just to hang out with Matt. And I yeah. think that's where I met you for the. I think that's where I met you for the first time. And I was like, definitely, yep that that is where we had it met. Was, and I was like, mm. hey, I, I want to buy you a beer. I want to pick your brain because <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, that night. <laughs> Yeah. And we went to that bar, like around yeah. the corner in university. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and, I, and I was just like, let me <laughs> let you know the beer. And let me ask you another 50 questions. Because- you, you know what the funny thing <laughs> is?
2: You, you know what I remember also is, uh, it. and it's actually this popped into my head before you even brought this up, when Otto was talking about, you know, seeing, it, seeing us at the Gramercy with, uh, you know, Rich and the guys, is that right. we uh, went downstairs from the studio and started walking around the corner and uh, you were telling me what you were up to and you wanted to pick my brain. And and you had told me, I believe that you had just opened for Hookah Brown, which was Rich Robinson's band. And I'm like, no, I don't know about this. And you're like, well, you know, the Black Crows, right? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know about them, and I mean, I, I mean, I, know, I mean, we had opened for them at one point, like on Amorica, like when Amorica came right. out. So I mean, I, you know, I knew right. who they were, obviously, but I, did, I had no idea they'd even split up. And wow. you told me that, and then he had a band. I'm like, oh wow, that's really interesting. And then you know, cut that's, to, that's I don't know, so a year weird. later, and I'm playing with him, basically. And a little band. side yeah, side yeah, thing, that, yeah, exactly. because
1: like these are, yeah. this is so weird, but. uh. Uh, Amorica randomly show, uh, according to me, randomly shows up. Uh The vinyl shows up in my apartment, and okay, like, yes. I get, I get, yes. I, I, I order right. vinyl all the time. I get it in the mail. People send me their shit, and so I get Amorica, and I'm like, oh shit, Black Keys Amorica, okay, yeah. And I start listening. I, I'm Black, Black, sorry, Black Crows, and I'm like, what? I don't Chris, remember Chris. ordering this. I don't remember. Okay, well, my <laughs> boy Joe. So I, I text Joe, and I'm like, yo, did you do this random? yeah did you send me a black crows record like, yeah, like and he's what, like nah man but about? okay and i'm just like where did i get this record from and i've been listening to it for like a, a number of weeks and i like you was like i i've always liked the black crows black but i was never really into them i didn't know their lore or anything like that but i'm like this is a dope ass record so i'm like where the fuck did i get this record meanwhile kwaku had like reached yeah. out to me. I'd already had the record. Yeah. Kwaku reached out to me and said, yo, you might be getting something in the mail. I think, uh, I'm not sure when it's coming, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't make the connection until literally today where I came back from the gym. I was like, I'm gonna pop that Black Keys record, Black-, right. Black Keys, sorry, Black Crows record on. I <laughs> pop it on. I'm like, oh, maybe this is what Kwaku sent me. Right. And so I call you and you're like, dude, that's the record. And then it mean meanwhile you sent me another one just because you thought this one was lost. Yeah. So like now and then randomly we're we're having a podcast right. with my boy Joe. And right. it's like right. all this whole last three weeks has now just sort of like come clear for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, Oh wow, it's all about the black rose, I guess. Yeah.
0: And I figured this out because yesterday when I called Joe to see if he would if he was available today, he's like, Oh yeah, Otto. <laughs> Auto texted yeah. me about sending him a record. I'm like, that's the record I sent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is weird. This is weird.
1: Like, why I didn't think of you immediately? You know, I was just like, oh, probably Joe sent me. I'm like, not Kwaku? Like, who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but this is why, because I said I was sending it for your birthday and it arrived like four weeks yeah. after. Your it, birthday. It, it left my it so, mind. It was, so it was completely yeah. random. Yeah. No, and I 100% get that. Yeah. Anyway, derail. I derail this conversation. <laughs> go, go back. Go back. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So, I, so what, what I mean, I'm going to pull the Otto here and because I know some of this and uh, but not all of it. Um, I know that Otto loves to hear um, people's origin stories and yep. to, quali- to qualify this for the listeners. Cause I feel like we just like the three of us know each other. So we just really jumped into the conversation right. Joe is this amazing, amazing, amazing drummer mm. and producer mm-hmm. and songwriter mm. and engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is that, is that's beyond a triple threat, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yeah. We're in sex
1: or yes. something. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. MD, if you need mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the resume is deep. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm hoping what we get, what we don't get to today, we're, we're automatically going to do another one of these, but um, but yeah, can you take us back and, and talk about how you originally connected with music, you know, how you started oh, and, and as, and as I always say, you can talk about as much or as little, like I know some stuff, but I want you to share like your story. I mean, you
2: know, basically it's just typical the American bored kid living in the middle of nowhere playing in the basement, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, but we had, we had instruments around. My dad played guitar. Um, and... We would jam, I mean, I would jam with him when I was like eight or something, you know, and then, then I started to get calls when I was like 15, like in the summer, the summer I was 15, people started calling me, like wanting to hire me for stuff. I mean, wow! not nothing, I mean, just the worst, I'm sure, you know, I I have no perspective Mm. now, but I'm pretty sure it was the worst. Uh... But, you know, that that kind of uh, – Wait, but where, where was this? Where, where was – this was in upstate New York, yeah, where... kind of in between where th- – Oh, oh pr- yeah. Pretty much dead center in, in between where the two of you grew up, basically. I'm in the Hudson Valley. Right. Kind of on the border okay. of the Catskills, like New Paltz area. Okay. Yeah, just south out of Woodstock. Yep. So, I mean, there were a lot of kids around there that played. And, you know, a lot of those kids from that time on, they've long careers in music. You know, a lot of – Pretty successful, amazing people. So, uh, so I was around a good crew of people. And then, uh, you know, a couple things led to another, and a couple people saw me. I mean, the good thing about the Woodstock area it was it was just rich with amazing, amazing people. You know, a lot of some of whom had moved up from New York who would be on big tours and would hang out, and uh, others that were just passing through for a summer. Um, but yeah a couple the word got out with, with a couple people and a uh, band on a label was looking for a drummer and when i was a young person and then you know it just kind of went from there to me like saying like oh you know i have a i have a song for this band and yeah you know, we were on the cut to a couple of years later and we're on the radio okay wait 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 we the country we we cut in too much yeah i kind of jumped too a couple much. Right. Yeah. first of all
1: how how did you what what made you, what brought you to the drums? I'm, I'm assuming that's the instrument you were j- uh, jamming with your pops with. Huh. He,
2: yeah. So, exactly. So, I was, we were, I would jam on the drums. My uncle's kit, which oh, wow. I still have, is, mm-hmm. uh, was in the basement. So, it was there. It was the thing that was there. And I gravitated towards it and
1: just started banging away. Um, right. and yeah. you have like brothers and sisters. Or, was there anybody else in the house, like at your age, that, either played or didn't play yeah my
2: younger brother played bass a little but I mean there was a three and a half year difference so we played together a couple times but not really because by that time yeah it's kind of a big age difference at that time I feel you know because by the time if you're like you got your license and you're 16 then your brother's 12 and a half and you're already out playing with other people and playing with all the old people yeah. like in their 20s yeah been... no I, I only
1: ask because i'm always uh, yeah. you know we've had a, a number of guests on at this point and it's always you know there's one person or one child you know if we're talking about the discovery in the ch- childhood there's one child that gravitated towards the base huh. and all the other kids were like well, i don't care about that thing do you know what i mean so it's always it's always weird or like when you hear about the yeah. origin story of van halen when you when you know that it was eddie that started the drums And then he started to play the, uh, the, uh, the guitar and then Alex was playing the drums, something like that. It's like, I just wonder what that, like, you know, not that you have the answer to this question, but like, what's the thing that like kept you playing enough so that within what, seven years people are like, oh, let's get this 15 year old to play on our album or to play on tour with us or whatever it was. Do You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. I
2: mean, some people switch it up, but uh yeah, if, uh, you know, it was the drums and and then that was it at that point. Yeah. Right? you know, I guess I had progressed enough early enough where I was already on that path, yeah. you know, more or less. So,
1: uh, yeah. That's right cuz you know, I've been playing this damn guitar for almost like 15 years. No ain't nobody asked me to tour with them, you know. What I mean? <laughs> So there's like a, there's, there's that I'm trying to, you know, that natural abilities, you know, because I mean? and I've seen you play enough. Where I mean, obviously now we're I'm talking yeah. about somebody who has played and lives in his instrument now. So it's like the the, the things about anybody yeah. who's a uh, who's a professional who has mastered something or is on their way to mastering it, whatever you want to say, is like there's just like, when, when watching you play right. it's it's almost like you're not even trying Do you know what i mean it's almost like you're so you you have such yeah. a feel that there's some drummers that that look like the, yeah, you know they're tense sense. and they're doing it and it sounds great but you just look like the, you're barely yeah. holding on to them damn sticks it's just like you're just boom, yeah ooh, you know what i mean and, <laughs>
2: it's 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 funny the other night uh I was, I was talking about this yesterday. I was, we were playing, this is a tangent, but uh, we were playing uh, opening for government Mm -hmm. mule. We did like 15 shows with them this summer and it was the last one. And I had my eyes closed and it was some like kind of more Mm -hmm. jammy, aggressive section. And I had, my right hand was flailing away on the symbol on the floor, Tom. And I I had my eyes closed and I dropped the stick and, and then I went to catch it and I and I caught it. Wow. But then I realized the whole time my eyes were it's closed. At the <laughs> line. And it didn't hit me till like thirty seconds later. I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. We're we're So yeah, you were like floating. That's how it's going. All right. like some... <laughs> it was just Yeah. It was like some Yeah, it was it was amazing. Like I went to catch it and I caught it and didn't realize that, oh, Dude. my head was down and my eyes were closed. And I just that just Yo. happened. Yeah. It was in between beats too. It was that's yeah, but, you Skywalker know, I guess you get the that, you know, man, that's the
1: last wh- wh- kind of, thing.
2: <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah. it's funny. Like if, if you're out on the road and not right. so much in the studio, because you don't play as much in the studio, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you do a take or two and then it's just, you sit around for three hours. <laughs> but, um, but on the road, you know, I had a slight right. like, uh, shoulder and neck thing two years ago. So I just had to. Make sure I'd stretch and everything. And I mean, I can't remember what I came up with, but I was just calculating like the amount of backbeats and, you know, drum hits in a year. And I mean, it was, it was in the many, many millions, you know? So I mean, you're talking like, you know, Uh 90 million hits, you know, more, maybe it's probably a hundred million. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, the, I guess like the level of muscle memory at that point, it's, 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 uh, it's mystifying to to what you were saying,
1: you know, know, a lot of my favorite musicians uh, are the ones who don't look like they're, you know, it doesn't look like their fingers are touching the frets. It doesn't look like, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a a second, Sort of nature, um, and that's with anything. It's something that I've been, uh, trying to vibe on with just with anything. That this is something that comes up a lot in our discussions when we're talking about that the the when when you have really found yourself in whatever your medium is, and it's it's that you've 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 transcended uh like technique. I'm maybe I'll ask this question later, but like I. Know like what, how you got to that point? Like what were your, what were your, Mm -hmm. what what was your practice like? Do you know what I mean? Such that you can just let all that stuff go and just be there and have your fucking eyes closed, drop the damn stick, and still pick it up and not even realize you did it until like thirty seconds later. I mean that's ridiculous. Catch it midair, yeah. I mean,
0: or catch it midair, yeah.
1: I mean.
2: I, you know i think kwaku knows this but i when it comes to that kind of thing i am a bit of a slacker
0: mm. <laughs> so, uh
2: which uh which isn't i'm not proud of but it, it, i, mm-hmm. I kind of play drums when when i go out to play drums uh i keep saying like i'm gonna change that and play a little more at home but i i did quite a bit as a as a kid and would work on different mm. things and listen to records i mean i was pretty serious as a as a teenager, I guess. So maybe I right. and and you know, I was I was around a lot of great people and I, I you don't have to I I don't think that's a a necessity, but mm. it's it's hugely valuable, I think, you know, to be be around I mean, you know, like as as an actor or whatever whatever you mm-hmm. do. I mean, you you're around if you're around serious badasses, then I mean that's yeah. invaluable whether you're even paying attention in the front of your brain or not, just being around that somehow right. in your being is going to just raise the bar.
1: That's absolutely You know, where right.
2: it's like somebody running the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. Nobody could run it. Everybody thought it was impossible. But you're around those people, and mm-hmm. then it's just like, okay, yeah. everybody's going to run four-minute right. mile. right. I really think right. there's something deep down. It's just like – and, you know, so I think being around like some masters growing up upstate was yeah. just invaluable because you'd see these – you know, and, and a couple of them took a shine Mm to me and I was, you know, around some amazing people while I was a teenager and was invited in to be a fly on the wall and some recording sessions and, you know, just to be sitting next to I don't even, you know, Herbie Hancock or whoever it was in these sessions and see that, wait, wait, then wait, wait, you're. Well, let's
0: back up. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no let's no, back up. Here's, no, okay, first of no. all, I'm going to okay. jump in really quickly. Okay, go You ahead. think that I'm bad about yeah. talking about me? When I'm humble. Joe takes humble. it to another yeah, level. No. Joe <laughs> takes it to another level. No. You know, and you see, I don't know if you're listening to this, how carefully. He, uh, how carefully he's crafting his story without name yeah, dropping. Yeah, yeah. Because Joe isn't the person who's going to drop names. It, but <laughs> but I just did. <laughs> yes. <I'm> a, <laughs> you, you dropped one. No. <laughs> but Otto and I were yeah. like, tell yeah, us yeah, yeah. more. Because I was <laughs> like, all right, who's his <laughs> mentors? Amazing. You know what
1: I mean? Because right. you obviously right. went who's to camp somewhere to get that. <laughs> right? You know what yeah. I mean? That's pretty amazing.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I was I was uh, friends with, you know, these local musicians we had little groups together and uh yeah. it ended up that uh new kid moved to town and we started playing with him and his dad was in it was uh jimmy garrison it's matt garrison mm. jimmy garrison was his dad who was in the john coltrane quartet yes he's the bass player and mm. uh he had moved over from europe and uh so i got a call it's like yeah we're gonna rehearse at uh, Jack Dejanette's house, who's, you know, who was one of my favorite drummers. Yeah. And I had no idea he even lived in the area.
1: Damn.
2: So, yeah, and we just, we would go to his house and play, and he would invite me to, you know, rehearsals, some rehearsals Mm -hmm. that they were doing with various groups and a recording session or two and jam session that he had with other heavyweights in the basement. And, you know, you would just see these people, and it was like, okay, well, that's what you know, if you're a teenager and you're seeing that's like, well, that's what people do. I mean, I knew, I mean, it it made an impression on me like, like, oh crap, this is, this is some serious shit. But you know, on on another level, it it wasn't like when you're sitting in front of it, it's, it just becomes more, more of a reality, I think, you know, as opposed to like some unattainable thing. And obviously the level of talent doesn't mean is tremendous with guys like that. So uh, not everybody can attain that, but Anyway, it was it was an invaluable lesson in education.
1: and
0: education. Was your pop professional? And for go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. Was your pop a professional, pop a professional musician as well? Or oh, okay.
2: No, he wasn't. You know, he would he would he would do some gigs when he was a teenager, but uh kind of early on. uh I, I guess he started working at IBM when he was 18, and he was like doing. He was like in the lab at I in the lab at IBM and would do programming and various kind of like team management thing for god knows whatever whatever they were doing in there at that time <laughs> so yeah but he, but he still played all the time so we'd we'd play my grandfather played a bunch of different
1: instruments so yeah we just, that's you know what, uh, i, I just of. find it fascinating that you you know your dad sounds like you uh, a, a guitarist like me like i i love playing and you know i'm, I'm not going to release an album anytime soon and then yeah. he happens to have a son who gravitates naturally right with uh, obviously sort of a, a an innate ability to play the drums. And then you just happen to be surrounded by right. the likes of Herbie Hancock or whoever. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, those. Jack like, Dejeanette. Yeah. You yeah. I
0: mean? Bitches brew Jack like, Dejeanette. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was, I was just freaking listening yeah, to that exactly. two days ago and you and I texted about it. I think did I? Oh no, I, I was texting with somebody else about it. But uh, again, um, I, I, that, that mix of, just random events for me is always something that just uh I, I am fascinated by you know what I mean I just I just yeah. I'm always trying to figure out the the science behind that you know what I mean like if if we took out one ingredient right if we just took out Ex- exactly
2: right. I was just thinking the exact mm. same yeah. thing
1: because it's just yeah
2: and I was just thinking like what well, if I wasn't around those guys if I would I've gotten to the point where I was 18 and just thoroughly bored right. and move on to something else, which, which I think could have right. happened, yeah. you know, because I did, I did actually quit for a while when I was like 17 or so just like frustrated and like, uh, you know, I wanted to play with a good yeah. band. And I, even though there were different individuals that were talented, I was just like, this is terrible. I right. can't do this. And then, you know, then the next thing I know, I'm, you know, seeing these masters and kind of sparks more curiosity and, you keeps yeah. keeps it rolling basically yeah. you know so uh, you're right i think it does take like all these different components to get you to and i'm you know i'm sure you've gone yeah. through the same thing too on some level you know it's just like oh this is interesting
1: yeah, but, oh i'm pretty good at yeah. this and
2: then it's just
1: it still takes some more more components yeah, yeah exactly rolling. i mean i've had similar uh, experiences where and and you get to a point where you're sort of taking it for granted you know i'm taking it for granted that i'm doing I don't, you know not fully for granted, but I'm taking it for granted. I'm doing a play with Meryl Streep, do you know what I mean? And there's there's Kevin Klein. And, and you <laughs> yeah. know Christopher Walken was doing Just, that play know. and he's not, you know what I mean? And it's like, as a human experience, as a human, yeah. you have to sort of take some of it for granted or you would never sort of leave the rehearsal hall. Do you know what I mean? But, and then like me, you know, yeah, similar right, to you, right. I was, wa- yeah. I got to right. watch yeah. Meryl Streep rehearse and create a character and also lead an ensemble well it was her piece but an ensemble sort of like huge play and go oh not only is there an obvious talent there but she knows how to lead a uh, you know a group of theater people to tell this story she knows how to be the actual uh uh, the you know the the top billing exactly uh, component of this but like and it sounds like you got that exact training, which is, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you can go to NYU all day long, but, you know, it sounds like you got that I mean, with have, having to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's,
2: you know, it was invaluable. And, you know, and, you know, still to this day, I've been, you know, lucky enough, you know, the guys with the Crows, Rich, or, you know, did playing percussion with those guys for a little while and, you know. Yeah. you definitely take it for granted. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm friends with those guys now. So right. you, you know, in a way it's just, you really take it for granted, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but all those experiences just add up and then, yeah. Well, wow. then you're, then you're here.
0: Well, let's can we, can we back up more? Can we back up? So you were, you know, you're, you're a teenager, you're going, you're basically playing with guys who are heroes for any, you know, whether you're into jazz or not, you, you know. Well, I mean, not, not necessarily
2: playing with, though, we, you know, we would jam with uh, Jack sometimes, who's an amazing pianist. That was his first instrument. So sometimes, like, there was a few times, you know, Matt and I would do like a little trio thing with Jack, but, you know, most of the interaction was just like fly on the wall stuff, you know, with Dave Holland, and Jack, and I don't know, Herbie Hancock, Pat Metheny. I don't, you know, it was just, it was just like a stream of people. So it was less like <laughs> playing with them and more just keep your mouth
1: shut, sit so in the I'm corner. <laughs> Which names of records that I'm looking at right
0: now. Do you know what I mean? That's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the irony of this to me, like Joe was that person for yeah, me Yeah, where I'm like, Hey, right, this is what you're doing. All right. Do, you know, yeah. what, well, how do you do this? Or how do you do, you yeah. know? All right. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to, pre- no, you don't have to apologize at all because all of this is gold. Like, in fact, I've known Joe this long, and every time we go down this road, I'll hear a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> all right. So you're playing as a teenager, yeah. you're, you're getting to, observe these masters and and interact with them yeah um and then you said that there was a band so i'm gonna force you i know this isn't your thing but you you should use names Mm -hmm. there's a there's a band looking for a drummer can you talk more about that like which band was that and and how did things progress from there well it was
2: it was this band um they had a deal on like epic records so it was some Arm mm-hmm. of Sony, I think it was Epic, and they had just done a tour in Japan and had a record there, had a video, and it, it wasn't really my cup of tea. Uh, but it was, it was this band, The Lost, and uh, they were they were looking for drummers. It's like one of these instances of you know a band auditioning like fifty right. or hundred people in New York and the surrounding areas, and they they had moved up to Woodstock and had a band house. And they uh, did a tour opening for a bigger band, probably like a small theater tour. Theater tour, and uh, but they had a drummer uh, for those couple months, uh, Matt Chamberlain, who's since you know like a big right. name session drummer, and he had been in Pearl Jam before yeah. that. Before he quit, <laughs> was on SNL and a few other things. But I, it, it turns out he he. Uh, okay. So in terms of just like random events, putting you on a path, uh, I was playing with a guy at this point, Bobby Masano, who was like a, it was like a, I want to say like a metal session guitar player. He was playing blues, but he would get these calls. He was one of the session guys would be like, Oh, we're doing a skid row record. And the band came in and they think they played everything, come in and replace all the guitars. And he would go in in an afternoon and, play. You know, he did like 70 of these albums. Uh, but he was also uh he was also uh Steve Winwood's guitarist for a couple of years. So I was playing with him a little and uh he had canceled a gig at the last minute and uh I guess I was like 20 or 21 or something. I he had canceled a gig and I went back inside and then the phone rang. I was on my way to the gig he had canceled it. The phone rang. And then it was a guy who owned the local like pub in Woodstock, saying, "Hey man, I, I you know I'm doing my own night tonight, but the drummer canceled. Can you come up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I have the drums in the car. I was just going to leave." He's just like, "Just get here as soon as you can, and we'll just jam on whatever." And there'll be some guests. So we played the gig, and then later that week, maybe I got a call from some manager. I did. I didn't know who it was. Uh, saying that. Matt Chamberlain had recommended me for a gig. You know, he had Matt Chamberlain had been this band's drummer, but he apparently showed up at that pub because he was living there for the year because he was doing Saturday Night Live then. So he had moved to the area, was living up in Woodstock, and saw me play and had dinner with the band and were like, he was just like, I saw this kid. You should just, you should hire him. He's the guy. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, that band wow. broke up wow. a year or two later and uh, me and the main guy started writing together and we had a new okay. band which became Darla Hood and we did a couple records for Warner Brothers and got on the radio and Jesus. toured around and yeah. And then through that, uh, our a guy who is a legend in the music business, Nightbob, who mixed Aerosmith front of house when when they were doing stadiums in the 70s and and he mixed the stooges in the heyday night bob uh was our front of house man and uh was working with rich robinson and recommended me oh i met that dude yeah you had met night bob uh one of our new york shows at some point yeah yeah so uh and that's how i you know fell in with the crew i'm currently with many years ago but yeah, Bob had been recommending me to Rich for years. Like, you're wasting your time. Call Joe, true. <laughs> That's what he kept saying.
1: Okay, by the way. Right. You you dude, you tell <laughs> like you drum. Just lay back easy, but like but- Damn. You know
0: <laughs> like a section in here. Oh, uh, sorry. That Joe cross. just completely glossed over. This is why Joe didn't yeah. want to do this podcast. Because he knew I would do this to him.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Tell me I'm wrong, right? <laughs>
2: well, I'm not sure what you're, ge-
0: sure what you're getting at, but I'm sure crap, you're right. Because you, you, you did not talk about your PO experience at all. Oh, yeah. No, from I didn't. directly to,
2: like, Rich well, and the it, Crows. You, it's funny. It's almost – I think in my brain that's, like, some kind of, like, crazy tangent, you know? Uh,
0: no, but, it, but it's all con- – I mean, at least from the perspective of someone who's known you, that's, like, it's yeah. all – all of it's connected. All right, so – I'm gonna back up, Otto. I think you need some time to react to like the Steve Winwood, M- Matt Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't even react. I'm like, I'm just just gonna say Steve
1: Winwood and just that's it. Like, I'm, like every I think every single person he's named, there is a record or five in my apartment right now that I am within <laughs> reaching distance of that I could
0: just. Fuck this guy. is where the Skype part comes in handy bro. because while Joey's telling the story, you should see uh, you should see Otto's face. He's just like, I was <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? he's on a humble like I I I
1: really respect that, but uh, <laughs> that's some humble ass shit. He's like, yeah, you know, well, was, like, you know, that was me. And, that was the other guy. Yeah,
0: I was playing but with his guitar. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna tee <laughs> you up a little bit here. <laughs> So in between yeah. Darla Hood, when Darla, because when Darla Hood ended, and yeah. you were living in Bushwick. That's around when I met you. Yeah, right around, around two thousand. That's that's when mm. I met you, and you know, right. and and so like Joe would be like, oh, I'm playing the show. You should come watch. You know, and there there are a few drummers like this where you go see a band where you can just literally right. watch the drummer the entire time, no matter what else is happening, and be yeah. thoroughly mm-hmm. entertained. Yeah. Right. There, there are a few yeah. I mean not that there are a yeah. few drummers that are good or whatever but just be just be mesmerized by what they're doing and get a sense of how it's tying everything together and even get a sense of their personality which <laughs> is something I' you picked up on like the sort of um the ease mm-hmm. uh, um where you yeah. where, where you feel that within the music which is something that Joe has. In spades. I mean, and mm. I mean, he's on tour now, so I know oh, yeah. we're really jumping ahead. But if you get a chance to uh see Magpie Salute in the city near you, you Magpie absolutely plus. need to. Oof. And and yeah,
1: those
0: are and, awesome exactly exactly. Yeah. Jesus, it, no, no, yes, you're you're it's a good crew. Yeah, <laughs> good yeah. So <laughs> I meet you around like 2002. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing at this point? You're living in Bushwick.
2: It was a transition period. It was, uh,
0: (laughs) the dark years, (laughs) uh, yeah,
2: you know, it was, it was pretty cool actually, but you know, it was, you know, when you're in a band for a while and it falls apart, there was a, there was a, for me, at least there was just like, okay, well, what's next? And so I, uh, moved down, uh, to New York from upstate and, uh, you know, I was playing around town a little and kind of fooling around with some music. In the in the loft that we were, me and a couple of other people were sharing, and, uh, and that's yeah, that's when I met you. And then our mutual friend, uh, the studio manager from RPM, Matt Strickler, heard some of these things, and I started playing with uh, people who we also had in common. Uh, the band Wooden from Upstate, and I, right. Matt Strickler was working with those guys, and yeah. they had yeah. a couple different drummers um all very good and I so I would fill in with them occasionally because these other guys were busy and we'd go upstate and you did a couple of those trips too we'd get in a van and head upstate and spend the weekend up there and but one of those drives yeah exactly and you know Mm -hmm. uh, Strickler he was he was kind of on the hustle Mm then in a good way and he was just like oh you're doing some music let me hear some music I'm like nah man you know just like little sketches and stuff let me hear the music man he just kept i mean you know strickler he was he he could be pushy but doing a charming way and and kind of endearing Mm. so i played it to him played some of it for him on one of those van rides he's just like oh shit, man you gotta let me you gotta let me have some of this i'm like yeah but don't play it for anybody which of course that's exactly (laughs) what he did so I, you know, I just, just promise me you will not play it for anybody. This isn't done. It's just, I don't you know, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to play it for anybody. So then
0: <laughs>
2: I, I went, I went out on the road. Uh, it was, it, um, it was with a mutual friend, but it's Kate from the or a mutual friend. It was a friend that I had and I put this band together, but it was Kate from the B 52s who lived in Woodstock. So she was doing, she, she was doing, she did an album, the lost songs of Lennon and McCartney. So it would be these various songs that Lennon and McCartney had written for other artists that the Beatles never recorded. And it was Mm. uh, Kate and Graham Parker and uh, Bill from Buffalo Tom. They were the three principals. And then Kate asked me to put a band together. So I, called my buddies Mark Copley and Winston Roy and we went out on the road and it was like a five week run, I think. And then uh-huh. as I was in the airport at the end of the five week run, uh, I get a call from Matt Strickler. It's a, as I'm getting on the plane, I remember this, and he's just like, hey man, um, got a minute? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting on the plane. He's like, so I played your music for my cousin. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. And he's like, yeah. And you know, h- h- Matt's cousin was a DJ at little like little groovy bars but they but it was not just like a bar thing it was usually like a happening or an event um Mm -hmm. so he played it and like some some music supervisor heard it and went up to him um but the guy was aware of matt's cousin they knew each other he's like what's this what are you playing and so matt's telling me he's like yeah man so uh I knew you were going to be back tomorrow so I set up a meeting. I'm like a meeting? Like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> like he went from please don't play it to a meeting. Uh, but
1: <laughs> Can I signed you up was, on this team though. Uh-huh. Yeah, so
2: they, they, don't be mad. They were, it, it, this this guy was uh involved in the production of a TV pilot. We went to this office in Chelsea the next day after I the day after I landed uh-huh. and uh they were just moving in it was just chaos it was boxes and just interns running around and it was a disaster and we went into this guy's office and he's telling us about this tv pilot and that it got picked up and it's all it's going to be a huge show and i'm just like yeah right whatever man <laughs> uh-huh. but anyway it, it was the show that became queer eye for the straight guy oh shit. and <laughs> this guy loved this track that he had heard one track in particular of mine that he had focused on and it had gone on for like a year. I think they were going to do a soundtrack album. They weren't going to do a soundtrack album. This was going to happen. This wasn't going to happen. I guess really it was probably only a few months. It was less than a year, but somehow uh, I think they wanted to do a thing where they were like discovering new music or it was unknown artists, but then it had rapidly, the show had gotten to a level fairly quickly where that that idea was jettisoned and it was just, just platinum <laughs> selling artists. Yeah. So I had given up. I was just like, whatever. This isn't gonna happen. But Strickler to his defense or to his credit, credit went yeah. after it like a like a like a pit bull. Right. Uh yeah. and uh was just like you gotta play this, you gotta put this in there and, and again, they had told him like, forget it. It's not gonna happen. It's right. you know, it's gonna be all these huge artists and the president of capital capital records had decided to put out the soundtrack album. And then the president heard my stuff. And then the next thing we knew, we got a call that they wanted to fly me and Strickler out to LA to have a meeting, (laughs) which, which ended up going like, we like what you're doing. And, you know, maybe you do remix some stuff for us. Which I'm not an engineer. Yeah, yeah. Remix. But, you know, meanwhile, I'm in the meeting, like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, whatever. And, um, but they wanted to hear my own songs. They they were like, we're kind of curious to hear what your songs are. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just write some things and throw it together. And that's what I did. And, you know, they released an album eventually, which is the Prophet (laughs) Omega thing. That was like my alter ego. That was the way to, have it be, uh, I guess, a solo project without committing to it personally. Right. <laughs> Give it another name. Man. You know, this,
1: yeah. So uh, you are a humble yeah. motherfucker, man. God damn, right.
0: you know. <laughs> Some contextual <laughs> stuff. So, so uh, Matt deserves a tremendous ar- amount of credit for making this right. happen. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. with Joe being very adamant about right. don't play this for anyone. Yeah. And you know the 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 really funny thing about this is that and Joe and I will joke about this all the time, like uh-huh. if you've ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, Joe is <laughs> <was> Larry David. <laughs> oh yeah. <That laughs> is Jeff Garland. Got you. <laughs> Got you. And Got so you. just like uh. You know, what you're not getting is, like, yeah. the back and forth yeah. while all of this is going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's Where Joe's just like, what the fuck, man?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
2: Oh, man. I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. That's that, yeah. That's
2: like, what the fuck? What do you mean you don't want to do this? What's wrong with you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. nah, not really uh, me.
0: I don't
1: know. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's I, I, I i don't i do don't i don't even know what to say or
0: i uh, yeah and i th- i think i'm yeah, not sure a- if i've played you po stuff i i keep threatening to do that but i knew yeah. that i wanted him on the podcast and so i wanted you to discover it after hearing this as opposed to oh, i'm I'm already going to like. Is it on title? Is it on Spotify?
1: Can I get it on uh, vinyl? Like, I'm already. I, I'm already clicking on my phone. No, okay. there's no vinyl. I know that. Uh, yeah. As for the
2: rest of it.
0: Yeah, no, I'll. I'll get
2: yeah, it. probably, but
1: yeah.
0: Album number? Yeah. One. No, both albums um, are. Right? I'll get both albums up. Yeah, they should. You know,
1: they we're, we're about forty-five yeah, minutes in this conversation, yeah. and I know that if I. Call Joe. He'll be like, "Well, you know, it's uh, it's an okay album. It's, uh, I mean, if you really what? want to listen to it, um, maybe I can <laughs> find it somewhere. Like, I you know, I can't remember what the title <laughs> of it. The...
2: Yeah, I mean, they're they're on iTunes and
1: streaming wow. somewhere. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I can't guarantee
1: yeah. where they're got are. you, that's got it. you. Yeah, they're out there.
0: Take, they're out there. Take.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, this is you're always worse from, by than way. you, dude. I mean, that's saying a lot." lot
0: because i'm like
1: yeah i got you no respect you but know that's, but that's the level of it's, talent it's, that he has right yeah it's it's always amazing because that talk the most shit are usually the shittiest that what they wow. do you know what i mean the person who's like well it's not perfect oh blah, blah, blah. yeah i hear you
0: yeah 100 percent.
2: yeah i mean you know it's just not in my nature but i you know it's sometimes i wish it was because i do have serious respect for the people that can get the hustle on and that to kind of maximize that what too. they do, yeah. which, uh, I, I'm right. not, and yeah. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but that's just the way I am.
1: Fucking awesome. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, so you, you, you get together with capital or actually it became. Asteroids, yeah. Then they, well, they still capital. Yeah. They had
2: shuffled me off. Cause I actually had, uh, they gave me the, the choice of using like a, they wanted me to use like a big mixer. So they gave me like, I don't, I can't remember like half a dozen different names. And I picked the guy I wanted to use and I, uh, you know, I think they thought it was going to make it a little more pop and I really hit it off with the guy and we mixed up a few things <laughs> and sent it to the label, sent it to the label. And I think they were like, we don't know what to do with this. <laughs> so, uh, there was, a groovy and amazing. It started off as an indie label, but it was part of VMI at that point. Astroworks, super uber hip New York label. And, uh, so capital who else was on ah, it, man.
0: (sighs) I know Beth Horton,
2: Beth Horton, but you know, their thing was, they kind of, they were, they were kind of branching out at that point. So they were getting more rock bands, but it started off as like the hipster, like nineties hip, like electronic music, but like the more rock based stuff, like Mm -hmm. the chemical brothers or fat boy slim, or I don't know. They, they had all those like English groups of of that ilk. Uh, and then they were kind of branching out, it was a total hipster label. And, you know, they loved what I was doing and, uh, yeah. So they ended up releasing the album officially it was through capital and astral works yeah the first first prop
1: but like so take me through just a little bit of that creative process because we went from you know you had some stuff that you were just sort of I'm imagining you know I I don't know uh, uh, maybe some lyrics maybe some melodies that you had I don't know on a tape or something you gave it to your friend your friend then goes and gives it to a bunch of people and then that somehow turns into the 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 uh the genesis of prophet omega or was something else? yeah was- you know
2: and and yeah and some of those things and uh, actually you know kwaku and i were tight enough at this point where uh, you know kwaku you probably had cds of like those early things And i mean i know you
0: oh like the early yeah Anomis? i know you did
2: and yep. you know some of those things were actually yep. on the album really i mean the beginnings of them you know i might have put overdubbed a guitar or something, but the, it was, you know, I guess in this day and age, you know, with computers and whatnot, you don't have to worry about only having eight or 24 tracks. You can take that idea and it actually just becomes what the final product is. So the, the, so yeah, some of those early things were actually on that first Profit Omega album. So, uh, but 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 you know it was it was it was liberating in a way the first album i think i kind of uh shied away from it, it it's a little more like regimented in a way a little less like my like i i think when i play drums there's like a, a freedom to it in a, in a way even if it's uh
1: mm-hmm.
2: even if i'm playing a part there's kind of like a looseness or a freedom to it and i think it was like a a counter reaction to that I think it was liberating in a way. It's like, okay, I'm not going to play drums. I'm gonna. This is more going to be about these little. And I didn't even set out for them to be songs. It was like snippets of songs and little musical vignettes or whatever. And it and it. uh, I specifically wasn't like being the drummer on it. You know, it was some of it was looped stuff and different things. And I'm playing guitar and a shitty little amp and a you know, in that an apartment in New York and I was just recording all that stuff and I moved upstate to finish it. But it was very much a homemade thing uh, with the exception of the mixing of two-thirds of it, uh, which was just, you know, an enormous expenditure <laughs> and the guy did a, 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 you know, he's a fabulous mixer and, and a, an amazing guy. What but, was his name again? Uh, Stephen Fitzmaurice. And, uh, yeah, he's a big English mixer and, and producer. I mean, he's done huge wow. records, Depeche Mode records and stuff. Um, and is a super du- cool dude and knows, you know, a, a lot about music, has super cool taste, and, uh, right. yeah. So, I mean, he did an amazing job, but basically what he was given was just very homemade,
1: <laughs> a very homemade right. concoction. right. Um, yeah. And, 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 you, and you said something about, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. No. Right. You, you said something about profit Omega sort of, uh, not being, um, I'm getting this wrong, not being your identity, or you could sort of like in the same way that, uh, you, you oh, um, let's, let's say the Beatles did Sergeant Pepper. Right. And so they, like, yeah. this is like a fictional, band of the beatles and so they could sort of branch out in ways that weren't expected of the beatles of old Mm. right is that is that what you were suggesting with prophet omega yeah uh
2: yes and but also you know i was never a fan of uh you know the solo artists i mean Mm. I, i think And this is kind of a stereotype, but I think when a band has, and I thought this then too, if a band has like a person's name, Mm -hmm. it kind of pigeonholes it into a thing. And I think if it's not like singer-songwriter kind of thing, if something sounds like it, it, I don't, I I just think it's cooler if something has a band name and I don't know why Uh that is. It's just kind of, I feel like it leaves the listener's mind open to more possibilities than the mm-hmm. Joe Magistro right. album. It's just oh, like big, big deal. Yeah. Who cares? You know, that's where my okay. brain goes. So um and when I was thinking of doing a band before the Prophet Omega thing, just to jam on some ideas mm-hmm. with friends. And uh there's a good friend of mine, Carl Adamai, who uh, I grew up with upstate. He was he was one of the older people I would play with, but he was like, you know, he's probably 24 or something, and just a monster musician. Mm-hmm. big inspiration and uh he i had these little things that ended up leading to the prophet omega stuff they'd be like a little little mm-hmm. groove and a little riff and i was doing a thing with flying oh, in like that. found audio yeah. and crazy snippets of audio like one one thing was uh i think one of them made the album The first Prophet Omega album is like a little minute or two interlude. But Uh I was getting uh, RF interference (laughs) when I'd plug an amp in in Bushwick. So there was somebody on like a CB radio talking to somebody Mm -hmm. else on a CB radio in the neighborhood. And it was the most mundane (laughs) chatter. Like, hey, what are you doing? I'm watching TV over here. Oh, watching so cool. tv you know just get all this stuff and Man. i i would just start tracking it i was just i i was so fascinated by it and i had some other things so i would take some of this uh spoken word things huh. that i that i had had that had been floating around on cassettes from the 90s and uh some of this other stuff oh wow that i would pick up on rf and i would do a groove and that would be the verse it would just be this spoken Wait. word thing it would Kind of, I would support it with like a song structure basically. And uh, one of them was mm-hmm. an old right. lunatic, I'm assuming alcoholic, but I'm not positive, uh-huh. uh, preacher from Tennessee, which was Prophet mm-hmm. Omega his name was prophet omega and it was hilarious and i had heard this stuff from 10 years before more than 10 years before and that would go around like different roadie communities and musician communities and these cassettes would go around and i had flown some of that stuff into some of these little riffs that i thought nobody would ever hear and my friend carl adamai was just like Man, you, yeah. if you get this band off the ground, because I'd ask Carl to do it with me, he's like, you should call it Profit Omega. That's a great name. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So I would start writing on the, these little CDRs I'd burn, Profit Omega, Amazing. when I was giving them out to uh, Matt Strickler. And when it got to Capital, actually, they were already referring to it as Profit Omega. So it kind of, it wasn't, it, it it just kind of took on its own thing. I'm like, well, it's Profit Omega now. And that's way better than my name.
1: So. <laughs> yeah so what would you what would let, let's say the capital thing never happened right so you I, i'm just yeah so but you still have these strains of ideas you, you still have these flourishes musical flourishes as i as it seems that it's happened yeah. you're describing it what would it be yeah. what do you think it would have been had it not because it seemed like the incorrect me if i'm wrong the uh the driving force Behind Profit Omega was you sitting at that meeting being like, yeah, I got some stuff. Oh, shit, I can go, go record some stuff now. You know what I mean? Right? And <laughs> yeah. so that maybe <laughs> colored what Profit Omega essentially became, but would it have been something different if it was a down, if you'd gone down a different path? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might, maybe it just sort of stayed in the
2: apartment. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, maybe I would have been more, I, I could also have been more inclined to you know, do it with other people and, and bring some song ideas and start some little collective maybe as opposed to doing like, you know, it was very much a one man album. So, uh, and maybe it would have not gone down that road, you know, had had that opportunity not been there. Um, yeah. So I think with that opportunity, I just kind of stayed the course and finished it the way it had been started. You know, part of me also was, I there was a competitive thing as well so i went i went to the meeting and uh i mean i don't want to like call people out but it was it was total uh it was <laughs> so it, yeah yeah it was so funny cuz you know matt's a great dude but you know we're just like two guys going out to la and you know e- 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 I mean, we didn't think of ourselves as young, but we were young really. And we we're s- sitting in this meeting. We were sitting waiting for the president of Capitol and it was everybody. We we're at the top of the Capitol building, the Holly- Hollywood signs right in front of us. And uh, we just flew from New York and we just got off the plane. And it's the-, it's the end of the week. It was Friday and they're listening to like this modern rock music it was terrible I don't know what they were listening to it was terrible but it was the head of A&R another A&R person the head of business affairs the VP the, the general manager it was it was like seven or eight people and then we were sitting out there for three hours waiting you know it was at this point the sun's down it's like I don't know it's 7 30 8 o'clock at night and I'm we're beyond grumpy and I'm pissed I'm pissed off <laughs> So wait, wait, can, I, can
0: I jump in? Can I jump in really quick? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just putting all Joe's business out in the streets right now. Good. But to other musicians that play with Joe, they have a nickname for him. Um, essentially, it's Stalin. Stalin. And if you do something, <laughs> that, if you're doing something wrong or something that Joe disagrees right. with, you're going to know.
2: Well, I mean, not not necessarily. You know, in my place, I'm not like. You know,
0: yeah, it's happened
2: once or twice. As in, it's, as it's in that that Joseph way. Stalin. Got, Joe gets it, fired got it. Got <laughs> it. Yeah, yes.
1: but, but uh, so
0: yeah, and maybe that's the Sicilian yeah. in him. Joe is not. Joe is not shy about that's calling oh, I've, I've, I've I follow scenarios. him on
1: Facebook, so I've I've, I've seen I've seen <laughs> little hints of Like, oh, don't don't <laughs> fuck with that cat. Man.
0: You you will <laughs> damn, <bitten laughs> right off yeah yeah Start be none, no. <laughs> yeah okay sorry so, all right, so yeah. you're sitting there for three hours just yeah. just pissed off so yeah we
2: went in and Matt <laughs> poor Matt man. Hey, Matt's really excited I mean I was excited too but I think my excitement had waned at that point and uh Matt's was still going strong and uh we were sitting there and they started. I mean, I was just—I was on the warpath already. So they, <laughs> I was, put it this way, I wasn't having. I'm not going to go into details, right. but I kind of just wasn't having it. And uh, I told them I wouldn't get in a van and tour every shitty rock club in America. So, like, it's an amazing way to like. <laughs> we might want to give you a record deal. How you doing? I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in a van and tour every shitty rock club in America for starters. And then I made some comment. I couldn't help myself. Somebody mentioned something about different formats and mentioned modern rock. Right. And I knew they were just listening to this garbage. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, modern rock is neither. And, you know, it was which the it was just I could just see like the faces. I think part of it might have. Been, That's probably
1: what got you the deal, bro. You know. <laughs>
2: I, yeah. I think it's. I, I think it came off as so crazy. I think it came off as so crazy that they probably assumed I had more going on than I did. Because yeah. who can imagine like some young person flying out to L.A. to be offered <laughs> a big record deal and just telling everybody to go stick it? Basically, I will bet it did. That Hell I think yeah. it intrigued a couple people in the meeting. And uh, yeah, and uh, the president oh. of the label was not one of them. However, <laughs> so he ended the meeting by saying, um, I really like some of this stuff. You come, oh. you know, come, come see us yes. again if you get it together. And I was like, get it together, you motherfucker. So that was it. I just went back <laughs> and I finished a couple things and sent it off. And uh, basically the general manager, of the oh, label wow. signed me then was so psyched with everything. So we kind of went around the president. And, uh, so anyway, to get back to your, your point or question from before. I think also part of like, yeah, would I have done that record? Probably mm. not. Cause I think I was, mm. I left that meeting so fired right. up that I was just like, I'm just going to finish what I have and screw this guy, man. I'm going to finish it. And somebody's going to put it out
1: and that's it. Yeah. So. And, and I, I, th- I feel like even though I'm not a musician, I, I hate this question, but I haven't heard Prophet Omega. So what would you say is what kind of <sighs> music? Is it? Man. I don't I just it's kind of
2: it, I mean the the, the I, second I, album's I, more rock than the first let's to. put it that way but I you know it's uh I, there are riffs mm-hmm. there's some vocals mm-hmm. you know
0: and I I, I, I it yeah. it is an interesting cross between um uh there's like a, there's an element of Beck uh in there there is there is Yeah I got el- that in some, some that's what I got in rating. some
2: reviews yeah I got
0: Beck a couple times for sure there's a little radio head but it's also very 70s ish um to, i mean and to be perfectly blunt like the last group that i was in we were basically like all right how did he do this <laughs> like that that was like the roadmap for the stuff that we did that sounds nothing like Prophet omega but like The process of writing songs in that way, because, you know, Joe's talking about being a one-man band. You can be a one-man band, and then there's an engineer that you work with. And then there's maybe a producer who comes in and gives you thoughts. And then, you know, so you have these other people that you're bouncing ideas off of. Joe was literally this guy who went into a room and played all of those roles for himself. So if you can imagine writing a script and being the person who edits it and also the person who acts it, you know, you know who acts out like a principal role within it, but without the without the the reality or the gravity of getting feedback from other people. That's the thing that always blew me away about his process. Because I get to a point where I, you know I'll send you stuff and I'm like, I don't even know if this sounds good anymore because I've gotten so deep into this. And his ability to be able to maintain his sense of what his vision of what and i'm assuming joe yeah. his vision of what he wants to do and having it be consistent throughout the album but not formulaic yeah. and and that 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 first album was that like 2003 2004 no when did that come out
2: it, it actually came out in 2006 i think yeah but, but the music was, was around
0: it, before then
2: yeah, and it was, you know, they got hung up in label land. I think originally it was supposed to be out in 2005 at some point, earlier in 2005, right. but it actually came out, you know, like a year and change later. Yeah. Yeah, but the genesis so of it, it that, was definitely around like 2003
0: or 4 for sure. When that album came out, it, it like it there's stuff that that's on that album that mm-hmm. pop people are doing now. Got it. As far as how they craft music and it was that futuristic or that sort of you know like the found audio thing people have done it but just the sound mm-hmm. of it was mm-hmm. so incredibly fucking different from what you were hearing that there's this level of like well how is this even possible right like, you know like you tell that story about hearing jimi hendrix yeah. sitting in a car and be like what is that yeah. like, that's how i felt when i heard this i was like <laughs> i'm sorry that's that. this is Joe <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah yeah lowering expectations helps
0: I'm totally doing that. People are like, I need to. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Obviously, I'm not a fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, and I guess you, you you kind of answered the question for me because I was like, oh, did Joe like Prince? This was. Are you? You're playing all the when you're recording. Are you playing all the instruments? It's like yeah. It's, it's like remedial Prince. <laughs> 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 And, and so, what what room are you in? Right? Are you are you in a studio? And I'm I'm assuming there's a mixing board, and then there's like a, a bunch of instruments sitting around that you've you've plugged in, and you're just sort of. I mean, to, to even call it a room is a stretch
2: for the fir- for the first album. I mean, it was right. I mean, Kwaka, you you were at the ranch. I was in like this bungalow, yeah, yeah. cabin, yeah. Th- yeah, I mean it was minuscule. I had two two little rooms, and I, you know I'd put an amp on, and I'd put a mic in the other room for some kind of ambient sound. And uh, I mean it was the rooms were minuscule. Uh, this you know the second album it was it was in a house, and it was kind of cool to get drum sounds and stuff. So it was a little more it was a little more of an airy, natural sound, and and the vibe of the album's a little more natural uh and the, on the second album which which i preferred to
1: be frank but you know i prefer the second one it's more me yeah those, those are the things that uh, uh they fascinate me you know quark uh, always hears me say that you know music musicians to me are like alchemists you know what i mean so when you tell me it was a small room and then well i got this other room and I'm i'm getting good drum sounds and like all that stuff—the mic placement, and what amp you used, and what guitar, and where you were, and what the temperature of the humidity of the thing was—that made you pick the uh, the stomp box that you used. On, like yeah. that to me is—I I, it looks like magic to me. I'm like, well, how what? Well, how did you do this? So when you say something like Beck, that's another—you know—he's one of my favorite artists, and I go, "What? Well, I, I don't understand half the shit he does." You yeah. know what I mean? I don't like. His lyrics, I don't fucking know. What yeah, he's talking, you know what yeah. I mean. But I'm, it's it's compelling, and I go and to me, I try to analog it to my own creative stuff. With I've written uh, plays and screenplays before. I've I've acted, but there's something about music where it's like. And, and, for, and forgive my pedestrianness <clears throat> about this, but it's like, mm. do you hear a melody? Do you, you, you know, you say you, you hear a lyric and then suddenly that takes you on a path, like a sonic path where you're like, oh, I'm going to record in this cabin here. Or, I mean, I'm sure it's a combination well, of lot thing. Well, I mean, the, the space
2: for, for me is just what, what is at hand usually where I'm living, you know what I mean? And then that'll dictate, limit that palette sonically, which, you know, is going to kind of give the sound a sound, I guess, because you're just going to deal with what your, what your brain deems like, Oh, okay. This, this sounds cool. This is working for what we have, you know? And, and, you know, I just got at house last year and, you know, now we're now I'm in a basement. So it's, it's a total different reality, uh you know like dry drum sounds, and I know you guys have had cat call me Cat on, so we are we've been doing music and as as kwaku knows <laughs> no nobody's heard this music, so uh we started recording new songs in the basement, but now it's dictate- it's a whole different sound and a whole different vibe going on so it, that's going to dictate what whatever we end up putting out is going to sound like. And we'll probably, I might even re record one or two things. uh So it's kind of consistent in one sound, but that's yet to be determined. But yeah, I mean, part of it's just part of that palette just comes from whatever you're sure, dealt sure, with, sure. at least at
0: my the level I'm dealing on. Okay. Wow. And where he recorded the first album is smaller than your apartment, Ato. Got it. Yeah. You know, so if you took your guest room out and you imagine the bedroom, the bathroom and the front room, it, it was, it's smaller than that. right?
1: And then are you, you, so you're recording, you'll record the drum track and then maybe the guitar track and then, you know, put some keys in there. Or is there somebody there that, Hey, could you, could you lay this down or you were just doing everything by yourself?
2: Everything. Um, you know, sometimes I would, uh, it depends, you know. sometimes I'd put down a scratch with like a scratch vocal. Maybe I had a couple of lyrics and a melody and would put that maybe I'd loop myself maybe mm-hmm. for like reference to play yeah. the acoustic guitar to and then maybe build the track around that mm-hmm. Just, just mm-hmm. as like a starting point or um mm-hmm. with my voice acoustic guitar and a little mm-hmm. reference rhythm and then put drums mm-hmm. on and then start building or you know, it's funny with some of this uh so Kat and I are Cat has Call Me Cat. I have Prophet Omega. Our thing is Gene Gene. This is us writing songs together. And, and some of these, you know, we I I didn't want it to be, neither of us wanted it to be like so regimented time-wise, some of these songs. So it's don't want, I don't want to do it to a click. I want it to breathe. So we had a song already. Right. And this is, I mean, this is it's kind of crazy. Like if you were there, it's just like what's going on? Is this, are, are they making music now? What's go, is this, is it, you know, right, is, is right. this happening now or is this like some yeah. kind of exercise? But, um, I just have the song in my head. <laughs> right. And, and this, is so, this is so funny. There was one that we were, had put down a couple months ago, Kat and myself, and it shifts to a different part at the end. And the, the tempo kind of picks up a little and it goes to double time. And she, she was in the room and we both had the song going in our head. So I was just playing drums to nothing. I was right. just, I had the song in my head and I started huh. it and we were in the same place in our heads with in the song, you know, and I would go to a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus. Oh. And then I was looking at her yeah. when it got to the last chorus for like when we were going to switch just to make sure we were uh-huh. on the same page. So it was almost like we were jamming. Telepathically. I mean it's ridiculous. And we both nodded yeah, at each like, other. Like, so like, no. Go Jedi to double time am- here. And I did it. And then you listen back. It's just drums. Yeah. So yeah, we and then we put the song down and it sounds organic. It sounds like people doing, it, you know, but yeah. it was a mental exercise.
1: Yeah. You know, Vulcan mind meld exactly song, dude. <laughs> and, and, yeah, dude. And, and, and by the way, Call Me Cat is uh is an original, almost pretty much an original uh uh radio zamunda guest who came on that's right uh, it was yeah, one of the first like right third or fourth or fifth guest yeah. or something like that so yeah. she's an og and i yeah. want to give a shout out to her she's a yeah fantastic musician i've seen her play and it's like what is she doing so yeah exactly. I, the, so you two making music together is already exciting me i'm like i don't i don't even know what i don't know what that even means but wow yeah. so, oh no it
0: sounds good yeah, I, well it, yeah. i mean I'm not Matt Strickler yeah. <laughs> in a variety of ways, but so Joe's been like, don't play this yeah. for anybody. So you I don't play it for anybody. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so in ways I'm not Got a good friend <laughs> because what I've learned now from this are. story is yep. more Joe yeah, yeah. when he says don't play this for anybody. Because <laughs> you know it sounds dope as fuck. <laughs> because it
1: leads yeah. good
0: things. Oh my God. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. So actually, oh, Joe, go, oh, go ahead, Alto. Uh, Joe, how do you feel that uh-huh. you've grown as a musician throughout this? I mean, because this is the first time, like, I feel like I've heard you lay this entire process out. So yeah, from the the part of leaving Darla Hood. Yeah, to you know, going through the whole PO experience. Um, you know, part of it being with, uh, part of it being with Capital, and part of it being on your own label. Yeah, which, mm. which we should mention, Total City, which Cat right. is well, also that. on. Yep. Yeah. Um, right, right. but yeah. the way. Yeah, it's a great great title. Oh, right. Woody the Allen. Way, um, very <laughs> much. Which which speaks volumes. Yeah. Um But you're you're the way you view music and even being able to get to that point where you could um have this sort of this this moment with Kat where you guys are literally Uh, you know writing or recording without structure and without like pre-planning yeah how do you you know how do you feel that like all these experiences have helped you to get to this point as a producer and also as a musician and a a songwriter man i have no idea
2: you know it's just like (laughs) i'm serious you know it's uh, it's you know just like you it's just accumulated experiences and you just do it you know what i mean like i have no I, I, you know, I never think about it that like literally it's just, I don't know, you know, you just do it and it's, it's like playing drums. Like yeah. I can't, I, I'd be the worst teacher in the world. Some people are amazing teachers, but I am clueless, like on that level. Like I, I, th- I believe I am, I'm maybe, I wouldn't be, but I don't really know how to break it down on that level. Just, That's
0: Yeah. Fair. yeah. Now that's and that's like an incredibly tough question too. Like, how have you grown as a person spiritually and mentally? Yeah. through all of the. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I mean, just just a little bit. I'm getting it. Just it just sounds just purely organic. It's it just sounds again like, uh, you you know, you just add water and some you know some fertilizer for for Joe and suddenly exactly. he's doing this you know to I me mean? again I'm going back some to that. water
2: some fertilizer yeah. and then you know uh, 3 billion years of evolution
0: Exactly the <laughs> drum kit
1: you know <laughs> It's uh, you know that is that's always something that just is uh is fascinating to me because I I I don't there's no way to quantify there's no way to sort of you know uh, again remove one of those factors remove i don't know capital records or remove the fact that you lived in upstate new york if you live in schenectady like me like like all those things i go so then what would we have gotten do you know what i mean and uh i don't know yeah it's true you know it's yeah uh, wow because again i've seen you play bro and i'm just like the guy It's like, I mean, whoever's out there, if Magpie Salute is in your town, first of all, go see him. Uh, go. Just for Joe, yeah. but, like, everybody good, on that stage is a uh, monster, and you're going to get, oh, my yes. God. But, like, you, again, like you said this earlier, Kwaku, and you know, I'm going to blow Joe up a little bit. Like, you could just go for Joe. You could, like, not watch anybody else on that stage. You should. <laughs> But and you just watch this cat on his kit yeah. and you're like, what is he doing? Like he's, a, he like, you something, there's a, there's a part of it. It's like, you look like yeah. a guy who just happened to be in the building and walked up and go, Hey, can I play these drums? And they were like, okay, cool. And then exactly. you just, just bashed them and you're like, God damn, like, who is this dude? You know, it's crazy. stuff. Oh, and sometimes you, you play a little, like, I love when sometimes in, in some, in the uh, things that I've seen, sometimes. You'll like lay back in the cut even more, and it's just like it's just hot. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it's it, it's it's also yes uh, attention. Uh, uh, yes. I'm probably yes. killing them at this point, but like it's also like an economy of tones. Like you know, sometimes you <laughs> won't play as much as other people will play. Like it'll just be like ta ta mm. and then you'll let that you'll just let that sit, and then yeah. you'll come in with ta 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 boom pa ta 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 pa. And you're like, oh, this yeah. cat is talking. Look, Kwaku and I are West Africans. We, you know, we invented the talking drums. Yeah. So I'm like,
0: that is telling me some shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: so, <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh. So, sorry, I, I just went off on a tangent, but
1: I just got to say, this is like, I'm fanboying the fuck oh, out of you right man. now. Like, like, God, God. guy. No, like,
0: shit. Like, oh. oh. Anyway. Yeah. It's
2: uh oh, thanks, man.
0: Yeah. All right. So this and we I, I we always say this, and I even told Joe, like, hey, this is not gonna be the only time you're on here because oh, there's right, so man. much like we haven't even really gotten into the whole mm. like how you got to play with the black crows and and all of that. We're just going into Magpie Salute. Um, but I know that we, you know, I I know that we have a fixed time today. Yeah in which we can cover stuff. So we're going, we have to do another. Yeah. One. We have to Let's do another. Do one of these. Yeah. But before, yeah, yeah. before we go, um, yeah. currently, and uh, to be honest, I'm not even sure when we're posting this cause I never know when we're going to post stuff. Right. But currently yeah. you right, are right, right, on, right. You're, you're on the road with, um, with the magpie salute for the people who don't know that is you. Yep. Yeah. That is, uh, uh, Rich Robinson. Yep. Yeah from the Black Crows. Mark Ford from the Black yeah, Crows Sven well. from um, the Black Crows. And, yes.
1: Um,
0: and Matt, what's, what's your keyboard? Matt Slocum. He's fantastic also. Matt Slocum. Yeah, Slocum. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, did you see Slocum? Yeah. Was, was Slocum at the gig that, that uh, Otto yes, at? Yes,
2: at, at the Gramercy.
1: Is he the cat with the, he has like a no, he, goatee, he, he, I think, or like, No, no but, he, he, but oh, you
2: saw oh. him play, uh, and then you also saw us uh, with Rich, Rich's solo thing, and and Slocum was in that as well. So you've seen Slocum a couple yeah. times, yeah. Yeah,
0: total and badass. He's, he's yeah, like, yeah. Okay. he played with like yeah. Colonel Bruce yeah. Hampton and the Aquarium Rescue Unit. Yeah. Like as the really, new, the just, new ma, the
2: John McLaughlin just did like a Maha Vishnu anniversary album. Yes. So Slocum's on that. I mean, wow. he's a, yeah.
1: Oh, and oh, I've just been hip to that stuff too. Oh, yeah,
2: cool. and uh, and then the, you know John Hogg, who you opened for hookah brown so you know john so
0: yeah full circle yeah. the guy who was like shit. the guy who was singing for rich's original group where i was just like oh we just did this thing and we're hot shit yeah. is not what i said to you <laughs> at all he is the singer he is the singer in the band yeah. um and he's nigerian as well he's nigerian yeah Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. His all his right. mom is
1: Nigerian and his dad Swedish and he grew up in London. Yeah. Man, that cat can yeah. explode. And then, yeah. and then when you guys yeah. do Zeppelin covers, I mean, Kwaku knows how I feel yeah. about Zeppelin. So like. Yeah. doesn't yeah. yeah. like it at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason, you know, I love like Magpie Salute, what you guys put out is incredible. And then you'll go to some Stones and Zeppelin and I am. Dying, and
0: yeah, and and and, and, yeah. and, and not easy yes.
1: Zeppelin, too. Oh, what did you? I remember texting you, no, because you did one of my oh, <laughs> I don't know if it was night flight, it might have been night
0: flight.
2: Oh. Where, no, what did we do? I can't remember what
1: it was, but I, rem- was yeah,
0: 10 years gone, yeah. you guys yeah. do some real yeah. like out Zeppelin stuff, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you do like Deep yeah. Purple stuff. Where I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, like you just do yeah, my whole guys. childhood there too. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, any drummer who can make me think of John Bonham and go, oh, that cat is, <laughs> that, cat is that cat is that cat is bringing it like yeah. John. That's one of my favorite drummers on ever. You know what I mean? Woo. And Joe's just like, "Yeah, I
0: got this." But I, but I said that to him. I'm the, like, my what? favorite part is of this play talk is, is, good is good Otto's drama impression, which I didn't know you could do. so wow. well. But they are yeah, spot yeah.
1: On. <laughs> See, they're See, does anyone need to watch this?
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm. I, this is next time. Next time you need to Skype, yeah, no, it's like Oh my god, it's it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So, all right, you. You, you're on tour with these guys, yeah. and your oh, tour. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're going to air this before your tour ends. But you guys are going through. You have a skit I mean, they can go to they can go to the website, Mac, and we'll post all this. Yeah, but, I mean, we're um, out till this, the
2: end of September yeah. on this leg, and then, man, then we do another leg that's five weeks long. I think in Europe, uh, November, okay. November into December, and then we oh, wow. just. Pick up right at the new year, basically, and go for. Okay, I mean, I don't know how you know it's 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 a pretty packed schedule. Actually, it's going to run through next year, and then there'll be a second album, which is already recorded, uh, which will be out in the spring. I'm assuming at this point. The no and dates this Current album
0: is High Water One. High Water One, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. And so High Water Two is already also recorded. Yes, and uh, um,
2: yeah, so we'll just roll directly into that basically so it's pretty and then pretty
0: packed so you have that and and i'm going to put joe on the spot there also will be some gene gene music there will at some point there will. yeah that's,
1: oh, that's released
0: he's yeah. Um, all right and with joe's and we can talk about this off podcast but maybe i can play some stuff for Otto so that he can go even more nuts yeah but definitely. with joe's permission yeah no no, yeah. no definitely yeah I yes. think so.
1: yeah and I probably won't play for anybody else.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Wink, yeah. nudge. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. We we need to we need to do more of this. Um, but I, I I cannot say this enough. Thank you for nah, making man. time because I know that you're out right now and, and when you have an off day, I'm sure there's other things you'd rather be doing than um, talking to two guys on the phone for an hour. No, nah, it was it was a blast. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah it was um, cool Otto did you have other other thoughts other questions I don't I, you need to send me some music that's all that's I, I
1: don't have any okay. thoughts questions. yeah I should so, do that okay, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <just wanted> to... <laughs> this had never happened normally Otto's the guy who has the vinyl yeah. already mm. or people come <laughs> in and bring yeah. him the vinyl and whiskey this has never occurred that that it's like mm-hmm. that I'm holding I mean you're gonna get I'm gonna yeah, send you stuff yeah. Yeah. But, yeah nice but you know yeah um Cool. with that being said um who are you i'm atu and who are you i am kwaku and who have we had the distinct pleasure of 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 talking to and just just being blown away by not only life stories but also musical uh, ability and just overall personality that would be joe magistro
1: yes <laughs> that's
0: the one that's yes the one. oh that <laughs> beast. that's the one a
1: damn beast from the ancestors He's like, just drumming just beast mode motherfucker you know i'm like i hear his drumming. and i'm like you know what i'm saying <laughs> Fuck no, oh, man. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's,
0: that's, that's it.
1: deep in the, the bone, bones. That's that's. Oh man, out real quick. Oh man, God damn, he's talking to my grandfather with them drugs. Oh uh, God. Uh, Ooh, God. I-
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't really add anything to <laughs> <that's> that. <so. laughs> can't yeah, stop man. that. Um exactly that's it's just true. like that's that's definitely the mic chart yeah. moment um J- joe thank you for for sharing with us oh, today yeah. and i can't wait for the next time um and yeah, uh like a- I, I i guess that and oh, i'm sorry those of you that listen yeah. thank you for listening i always Dude. forget to mention that peace everybody you. East, joe thank yeah you so thanks much, guys man. all
2: right see you
0: Not even scratching the surface with yeah. like the number of people, like he just drops, like, you know, the like the Robbie Krieger reference, and yeah. they're all humble, you know, it's just Legit like humble,
1: but I mean, it's like all those names, but he is one of those names, you know, exactly. I mean? exactly, he's, he's, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to know humble people, but you know, um, uh, he is. He's a beast of a drummer. I think maybe I said that four, five, six times. But music-wise, it's like he's he's a he's incredible and uh, fantastic to watch on stage. And I've done that a bunch of times. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I'm I've seen him again. You know what I
0: mean? Right, right. Uh, where
1: did I just see him? Uh, not I was about to say
0: Bowery Ballroom, but was uh, it Gramercy? Where Where did they play? Or City Winery? <laughs>
1: No, no. Uh, damn it. I don't Irving? know. Irving? Not Irving. Just,
0: I'm just hmm. going to name every Yeah, music yeah, just venue. go. Yeah. Which you've <laughs> probably also life.
1: played at. But uh <laughs> anyway, uh again, he was uh he was this out of, he's just an out of this world drummer and like I said a bunch of times, it's like he doesn't look like he's doing anything. He looks like he just walked up on stage and was like, "Hey, uh anybody playing this kit?" And they were like, "Yeah, go ahead, Any- kid."
0: Anybody sitting here? Yeah,
1: anybody sitting here? can just? This is cool, right? I just, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, look look at these sticks. It is amazing, um, <laughs> amazing the, drummer. The, the the only the only thing I think that surpasses that, I mean, and his humility is, and you haven't. I don't know if you've had as much of an opportunity to do this, but when you hang with him, yeah. outside of music, yeah, it is. It's even more pleasurable than yeah. watching him play. Yeah, and and I'm biased. I'm like I'm going on 15 years sure. of knowing him. You yeah. know what I mean? But. But it's beyond that because it's it's beyond like just my opinion. Whenever I introduce him to someone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I see that same sort of magic occur. Right. 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 You know? Right. And you know, I've and I, I'm not sure if you've had this experience, but I've played with a lot of drummers, and mm-hmm. some drummers are just like, oh, I play the drums, right. and that's what I do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I hit things with sticks, and I do that yeah. well. But that's yeah. that is how I see my my craft right and he's one of those he's one of those exceptions and i know a couple of these guys that is a drummer but is also a musician and understands how songs are supposed to work mm-hmm. beyond his part sure sure yeah which yeah. which is what makes him a great producer yeah
1: good play kwaku well done well uh, you know, well struck sir well that was struck. a curveball yeah that was, that a that was good yeah yeah you know?
0: That that, um, that 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 dude. I want him to be my friend. I think he
1: is. I think he likes me. So
0: we're good. I, no, he normally it's me that's saying this. But yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Saw so him backstage. I was like, "Hey, man!" And he was like, "Hey, buddy!" I was like, "Oh, yes, yes. We're I'm buddies. Good,
1: good. <laughs> good, We're good." So, yeah. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. All right. um. Yeah. That's all I got. You, right. uh, you, you are you done? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you finished talking yeah. about how amazing Joe is? Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: we 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 hit it in the in the in the podcast, and he's got to come on. So, um, yeah, whatever that guy does, I'll follow
0: him around like uh, he's my grateful dad now. So, good there stuff. we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I would leave this with uh, who are you? Um am and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda. The, the dope. dope. Shit. Mm, Look, at, nice. you cut me. Look yeah. at you. cut me off. Yeah, I did. I sure did. Got excited. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys for listening. All right. Peace.